Oh, the Dead Set Legends are up and humming for a beautiful Saturday morning. We're three days into winter, and I tell you what, any time the Dead Set Legends turn the mics on, the sun is shining. The former skipper of the Redbacks here dominated Shield cricket for a long time. Callum Ferguson, hello, mate. Tomo, it's <laughs> happened again. Oh, you've got your sunnies on in the studio. It's incredible. The sun beaming into your eyes. It just has turned it on again, Adelaide. It is the greatest place on earth. I stand by that. And I'm excited by who we have standing right next to us. Well, usually broadcast from up in Brisbane. He dominated that joint with the Lions. He was the skipper up there. A two-time best and fairest All-Australian. Right. But he joins us in studio today. Pig Rockcliffe. Hello, oh, mate. Oh. Good morning. Yes, they rolled the red carpet out last night. I didn't get much sleep last night. I stayed at Chris Dittmar's house. <laughs> And uh, Shazza, Shazza would not stop banging on my door all night. <laughs> Rocky, you there? <laughs> could not get away from her, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to be back. And how good is this? Yeah. The weather's Christmas. turned it on, sun's out, up and about. Now, I got a phone call from Rocky uh, yesterday. I was just leaving an establishment at uh, Total Tool 7 and fantastic down there. Don't worry about <laughs> that. Just got a phone call. Uh, and uh, Rocky's like, what are you doing? I said, mate, I'm, I'm driving through the city. I'm ready to head back up there. Who he goes, I'm with Ditz, Bruce Abernathy, Robbie Gray at the Lockleys. Oh. And I'm really, really proud of myself, Fergus. I kept going because it could have turned into one of the... Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd be here, if you know what I mean, Fergus. <laughs> oh, Rocky looks like he doesn't want to. <laughs> so Responsibly, of course. Of of course, we do all of that responsibly. Now, but what, about what time was that, Tomo? Uh, that was the about, phone call. It was roughly about 6 p.m. Yeah, no, yeah. that was about when the text came through to <laughs> How was the Lockleys as well? Some of our great friends were here at Triple yeah, M. Yeah, beautiful, it. beautiful steak sandwich for dinner. Nice low-key home, tucked in bed by about 8 o'clock last night. Didn't That's not true either. either. We, we've already had one about Tom Jonas called you out on your lies to the family. Don't yeah, lie yes. to the family. Uh, speaking of Tom Jonas as well, his only interview is going to be happening here on the Dead Set Legends right. this morning, just after 10am. It sort of rocked the state a little bit, I reckon, with Tommy Jonas missing out on the Clash versus the Hawthorne Hawks today, Rocky. Yeah, I'll be down there today. Interesting call. Big call from um, Ken Hinckley and his coaching staff. I, I don't think it was the right call. Um, they obviously know a bit more internally, but left him out of the team, so he's got to make his way back through, through the Magpies. But he's in my starting 22 every day of the week. Yeah. doesn't sit comfortably with mm. me at all. I always feel like when something like that happens, opposition teams think, eh, maybe there's a chink in the armour over there. And Port have looked rock solid. And, and this just, to me, just destabilises things from the outside looking in. Obviously, we don't know what's going on. Been a lot of commentary throughout the week as well. I know David King jumped on radio yesterday and loved it. So I can sort of see it both ways, but Mm. just, yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I'm, I don't think I'm a fan of it either, and uh, knowing him as a as a good bloke as you do as well, Rock, he's certainly in that side. Yeah, certainly. If David King loved it, then it's a the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He Here is he back. Tommy Rockcliffe is back in town, ladies and gents. Footy review. He's next. rolling. Melbourne too good for the Carlton Blues. We are going to dissect that next. Cop that. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M, the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and uh, Tomo. We're here until 11.30 today. The rub kicks off at 11.30. And just after yeah, 10 good. o'clock, Port Adelaide skipper Tommy Jonas is going to join us. Siren. Melbourne get the job done. It's not fancy. It's not flash, but it's four points. Melbourne, 8.13, 61. The Blues, 6.844. The Demons by 17 points. Yeah, Melbourne dominated that game, really. We were just speaking off-air as well. They never looked in danger of, of losing that game. Bit of a disappointing game um, all round, really, yeah. considering um, Carlton only kicked six goals for the game. And Melbourne, they weren't high-scoring either. They've only kicked the eight goals. So low-scoring affair, but, um, yeah, just dominated the, the contested possession. They, they really bullied Carlton in that area, and, and, and they're starting to, to improve. They haven't beaten anyone much this year, Melbourne. That's probably the knock on them so far, that they haven't beaten anyone above them on the ladder. But they did their job last night and, and were convincing winners in the end. I thought Carlton were never really going to get near it. It, yep. it just didn't feel like, it, it until probably second half, I reckon it looked like Michael Voss had just gone hard at them at the halfway mark and said, you've got to show some dare. You've got to take the game on. You've got to start getting some handball chains happening through the midfield. Jars would love hearing that. Yeah. Just link up, take the game on, get the ball into your big tall towers up forward and and start trying to put these guys under pressure because Melbourne looked in their comfort zone all night on the back of the fact that Carlton never really took it to them. 
There's been a few people that have come out in the media over the past couple of weeks, and even on the coverage last night, they're saying that they look confused the way that they're trying to play. Mm. So they're clearly they're trying in the back half get the footy into Saad's hands. And he run, he's running around the back, and they're not giving him the football. They can't speed it up. And here's what Michael Voss had to say post-game about the style of play. You know, I think we saw through the, you know, through the third quarter, you know, when we were able to put a bit more risk uh, in our game, you know, able to take on their front line a little bit more. Um, we got enough looks to be able to disrupt their defence, but it was just just way too safe early. Jeez, it was boring. It was a yeah. boring game to watch, and if they're going to play like that, it's just they're nowhere, are they? No, that's right. But you look at the stats, right? So disposal efficiency for the game, Carlton were actually 5% ahead of, mm. of Melbourne. They were 75% to 70%. And now you'd suggest normally, if, if it's two sides taking an aggressive approach to a game, Rock, the side with the better disposal efficiency wins the game. But because they're playing so safe, it's actually not a decent read on the game at all. No, it's not. And they need to take the game on, Carlton. You think about their forward half. They've got the potent, probably the best forward line in the competition, particularly the two tools. Mm. If you play fast and get them one-on-one, they're going to win more than they lose. Harry McCoy was back to his best last night. He he was certainly much better. And Kerno down there as well. So if they actually shift the footy and move, they need to release the shackles now because they're playing safe as as we've touched on and, and Vossi spoke there, they just need to release the shackles and, and get after the game. Are yeah. they 2 one pace? do you reckon, Fergus? Like with, you know, and I know uh, well, Kennedy, Hewitt, Walsh is one of them, Cripps is another as well. Like they've got the sort of, it seems like they're the same midfielders, you know, and you look mm. at Port Adelaide with your Butters and your Rosie. I know we're, uh, we're saying that because they're here in our state, mm. but they... They're, they're game breakers, they're line breakers, you know yeah. what I mean? It just seems like it's just the same old Dow, one-pace mids. That's the feel that, that I certainly get watching the games. You know, the, the sides that are successful at the moment, they've got the mix. They've got the guys that can get it out. But there's a lot of lot of teams that have guys that can take it from inside and get it out. You know, Dangerfield style, and you look at Port, they've got a couple. Um, Butters, Rosie, yeah. um, and, and now the Crows have, have got a few in the midfield too, doing exactly the same thing. Unless you've got those players that are able to break the lines, you're going to get eaten up in this in this day and age. And, and at the moment, they're not giving guys like Fisher and Motlop the chance to sit at the feet of the, of the Twin Towers down there to crumb something and get a bit dynamic. It's the same as well. You've got Doherty on the outside, sort of half-back on the wing, Acres. They are all about the same. Yeah. You need a bit mm. of speed around that contest. then. Because their inside players are good enough to win it. Mm. They just need some run around them. So they need to release the shackles, start to play with a bit of freedom, and hopefully they can start to win games because they've lost seven of their last eight. It's incredible. Their one, one win was against West Coast, which West is Coast. a buy. Yeah. So it's unbelievable. They, well, this was a team was a kick from playing finals last year as well, and now yeah. they look absolutely nowhere near it. And mm. I think everyone had them in their top eight with the natural improvement, but when you have a bit of a deeper look at it, if, you, if you're one paced in the midfield, yeah. you're in trouble. Well, this That's is right. the thing. They, shouldn't, they started better than they should have last year with a new game plan. It normally takes a bit of time, so you'd expect them to be understanding the game plan and executing it perfectly now. Mm. Not perfectly, but more often than not. And, and they're still not doing that, and they've really dropped away. So... Concerning times down there at Carlton, they need to turn it around in the back half of the year and try and play finals, or at least set themselves mm. up to play finals next I year. I mean, there was one person in this studio that didn't have them in the top eight, and it was me. <laughs> just a, a nice, Tenth. a real nice Tenth. review of the game we had. Tenth and then I just had a, this is a, a properly, you know, real ordinary finish to that segment. I was also the only one that had Collingwood in the top eight. Did I mention that? <laughs> C. Dot Ferguson goes bang and real happy with it. Uh, hey, Rasty's going to join us next. Cannot yes, yes. wait for that, man. Brilliant. Flying. He's humming. 104.7. Adelaide's Triple M. Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. The epitome of humming is our man, oh, Greg yes. Rust, absolutely dominating Why? the Rusty's Garage podcast. You can get it for free on the Lister app right now. Rusty, you got us, mate. Can I get you to do that as a voiceover intro to the pod? That's a great line. <laughs> yes, how good. How good. in the game. Oh, we're loving that. Now, what's going on with the uh, the practice from Oscar Piastri, the drive down in Monaco last weekend, mate? Now, he has ended up not in Monaco. He wasn't super flashing, but man, did he bounce in qualifying and certainly in the race. In the race, which had a bit of a shower and a few things that, that happened. He drove exceptionally well into a points-finishing position, mm. earned high praise from the McLaren team for that. So 
He got points at his home race in Australia. Now he's got points at one of the best races on the calendar in Monaco. So that's a really cool bit of confidence for him going into the rest of the year. And he's finished, um, I think it was 12th fastest in practice two overnight in Spain. So he's kind of continuing that form into the weekend. The first practice there in Spain wasn't so sharp, but he, he was quicker than his teammate Lando Norris in session two. Yeah, it was very good. Now, Rusty, did I see that former world champion Sebastian Vettel is now in a sailing? <laughs> yeah, how about this? He's it, crazy. So he's, And I reckon it's a really good fit, though, guys, too. So he's invested in the German team that is um, taking part in Sail <laughs> GP. Now, you know that Australia, New Zealand, um, Spain and the United States are a part of this. These really cool, cutting-edge uh, almost Formula One spec sailing machines, but with a you know a tip of the hat, obviously to sustainability. So it's a really good fit for Sebastian, mm. and a German team is going to join that sport for the twenty three twenty four season. Interestingly, um, the bosses in Formula One, I think, are trying to lure Sebastian into a role within the sport around this whole sustainability thing, which he's a big champion of. And finally, has the boss of Ford's motorsport department weighed in on the parity debate over Mustang and Camaro in supercars? He kind of has. And I think we talked about this a bit on last Saturday's show, didn't we? So there's a Mm. bit of angst among Ford fans about this at the moment. If you looked purely at the statistics of the year so far, it's definitely advantage Camaro. Uh, If you talk to experienced people in the paddock like Roland Dane, he says, look beyond the statistics. There's more to it than that and that it's actually closer than it appears. He, he and, a, and a few others feel like some of the Ford teams need to lift their game. Mm. The Ford teams don't sound like they're, they're super happy at the moment. So Ford, at a global level, are very confident with their engine. I think there's a bit of pressure on the sport to ensure that there is parity, and we probably do need to stop for a moment and acknowledge that there has been a huge amount of hard work by supercars for two very different engines or two very different cars to ensure that they are fairly close on track and I reckon I'll keep reviewing that as we go. Yeah, well said Rusty go get him this weekend, great man See you guys, take care. And Rusty That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence 25 minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning Adelaide, it's the Dead Cert Legends Tom Rockleaf, Cow Ferguson and Tomo If you miss anything from the show as well, download the podcast on the listener app L-A-S-T and uh, Port Skipper Tommy Jonas is going to join us at quarter past yes. 10 this morning Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away. Yes, uh, I've been everywhere, boys, of mm-hmm. late, uh, yes. especially the last week. So uh, we had Stevie Motlop's wedding. Um, him and Kelly got married last weekend up in Darwin, last Friday night. So we're up there, but we booked it about six months ago. So what happened was we booked the flight that we wanted mm-hmm. um, early in the morning with the, the two boys so that we'd get up there. And then we obviously relocated, moved up to Queensland, but um, Jetstar would not do us any favours. Oh, you're kidding. So we couldn't cancel the flights or change it to Brisbane to fly from there. So it was going to cost us about three grand to cancel and then rebook from there. So we last week we had to fly down Wednesday night from Brisbane to Adelaide, stay the night here. It was cheaper to do that and then get the jet stuff. You're joking. So it was actually cheaper to go Brisbane to Adelaide than Brisbane to Darwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. What because are we dealing with? They so The world's cooked. We had a return flight with Virgin to Adelaide and they changed it for, I think, $10 each yeah. each fare, which is okay. great yeah. To, yeah. to Brisbane, but yeah. um, they wouldn't change it. So it was going to cost us. We're going to lose all our fares and then have to rebook the flights up there. So it was cheaper for us to fly. What a shambles. Unbelievable. From there, down here, spend the night here and then up, up we went. Went to Darwin, great, great week up there. We uh, out to the national parks, yep. wave pool, carrying on at the Brilliant. wedding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So did you get was, in a day early or a couple of days early? Uh, we got in. So we left Brisbane on the Wednesday night down here, and then we landed on Thursday lunchtime up Brilliant. in Darwin, and then the wedding was Friday, and then we love our kids, Ferg, so we took them up there. <laughs> well done. Just tread carefully here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Your track record's not that good, mate. <laughs> so we... the, thing, the thing that also gets me, Virgos, is when he says it was cheaper to fly from yeah. Brisbane to Adelaide and yeah. then Adelaide to Darwin. Yep. There's no way that he wouldn't have he would have laid about a couple of hundred over the bar in Adelaide yep. when he was here. It That's would have right. cost him <laughs> yep. a lot. Yep. Straight out of the we... kids, the kids fund <laughs> yeah, for the college. Kids fund, yep, beyond bank little <laughs> setup. 
<laughs> Dolomites. <laughs> straight to the hotel, straight to bed, and away we went. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah sure it was. Crocodile yeah. Park. Have you boys been up there? Crocodile. Oh, yeah, Crocodile unbelievable. Parks, yeah. Yep. So good. So the kids loved that. Kids would have been blown away. Yeah, loved it. Jack ran an absolute mark. And then we got back uh, Tuesday night and then obviously uh, jumped on a flight last night or yesterday lunchtime, came down here. <laughs> And uh, Chris Dittmar put him to bed last night, tucked him in, him and Shaz next to each other. <laughs> Did you take Shana and the kids to the pub as well with you, mate? Did you? No, or... not last night. Oh, no. wow. Left them behind? Boys trip. Boys trip. Oh, right. trip. Yeah, just another one. Yeah, good. Boys trip this weekend. Wrapped it up at about Are you going to, You're going to India again. Oh, no, nothing confirmed at this stage. But, uh... is, that, is that a possibility for yeah, There's an outside chance. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. So about midnight last night, was it? The kid, are you taking the kids? Anyway, or... Well, we'll see what we can do. You talk, you talk about people that let you down. Oh, no. said, just wake me up in the morning, I'll drive you in, because yeah. I clearly don't have a car here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, went in there to shake him this morning, him and Chaz spooning. Yeah. Yes. I'm, hearing, I'm hearing Dits was a little spoon. So. <laughs> oh, 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 no. And no. He, he had the snoring machine on. Couldn't, oh, could not, could not wake him up. I couldn't wait on the old chainsaw. Him. Yeah, I, I, I checked his pulse. I think he, I think he was breathing. I think he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I had to get the Uber in to, to see you boys. You're and we're here now. Dits, have you, come on, have you heard from Dipmar this morning? It's twenty to ten. No, no, <laughs> no. He weekend he sleeps in. So last time I was here, I I got up, washed all my sheets, hung them all out, did like three loads of washing for yeah. him, and still passed out. Until like 10 o'clock, I got on my didn't flight, he, whack, he, was, he was still in yeah. bed. Didn't he whack you on the Monday morning? He did, yeah, for all, doing all my products. And, yeah. yeah. Did you bring, did you bring your different coloured toothpicks this time? Because we heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> we heard about that, didn't we? We did. Burgos? Yeah, we heard a bit more than just that too. <laughs> no, I, um, I've just travelled standard with your toiletry bag, deodorant, a uh, bit but of then, then you add in the face cream, the mm. hand cream, the toe cream. Yeah. No, none of that. Four different aftershaves. Mosh. <laughs> I need, I need mosh. I need to start thickening the hair up. We weren't going to say too much, but <laughs> triple M. Fifteen minutes away from ten o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. And I tell you what, it's good to have our man Pig back oh. in studio as well. Yeah, good Tomo. He's been broadcasting up in Brisbane for this year, so good to have him on board. And also calling the footy today. Must be pumped for that one, Piggy boy. Yeah, can't wait to get down there and uh, call that game. Yep, with JB. You did that last year as well. Yeah. How that guy. Yeah, there's a sting coming in. <laughs> a couple of mistakes early from yeah. Collingwood. Uncharacteristic. Uh, Sorry oh, about that. Oh, jeez. Early on. Just use the small words early. What's the time? Warm into it. <laughs> So more of that to happen today. Don't Please. worry about that. Now, Please. there's a big game of cricket that's going on on Wednesday, Fergus. Can you tell us all about it? Because us uh, naffies like myself uh, have no idea what's going on with the World Test Championship. Don't sell yourself short, uh, Tomo. You are, you are generally all over everything. So we've got the Test Championship starting on Wednesday, and it's at the Oval in England between Australia and India. Now, the Test Championships now run over a couple of years, and this one's been going from 2021 to 2023. And basically, every Test match that's played over that two-year period um, works towards points, um, and you get more points for an away victory than you do for a home victory. Draws um, away from home will get you a little bit, and... Uh, so on and so forth. So basically, and I can see you on your watch there, uh, Rocky, we'll keep this nice and tight and make sure you've got an opportunity to get your two bobs worth in. So um, basically, New Zealand are the current holders. They didn't make it through. Right. They're out. Um, yeah. And we've now got India and Australia. They're the two teams left. Now, I think when it was first broached, it would be played at Lords, But yep. for a number of reasons, it can't be done this year. Uh, so it's at the Oval. And unfortunately for the Australians, just as a bit of background, it's probably our poorest venue out of all the England venues. Now, I don't know whether we've been stitched up in mm -hmm. the BCCI. Indian Cricket Board has uh, said this is where we're taking it this yep. year to make sure we've got every chance. But that's where we're playing it. We uh, have a percentage strike rate of wins there of 18 Compared 18. to about 30 or more at most of the venues. So it's not been our best. So question for me, how do you mm. think we will go as well? Because yep. it's neutral territory. And I know it was so important what we did with the tour over in India. I think it was two all when we, we leveled that series. So that actually got us in and ready to rock and roll against mm. India. So neutral territory. There's yep. no doctoring of pitches, which we absolutely adore over there in the UK. So it, yeah, like I said, it should be an even playing field. Yeah, it should be. What I would say is that this wicket actually suits India so 
somewhat as well because it does lend itself to some turn in the later stage of the test match. So, um, look, it will be interesting to see what the wicket looks like. It is relatively early season in the UK summer, so it may not be quite dried out as much as it might have been later in the summer. So we'll wait and see, but um, I'm expecting it to be a bit more towards your traditional English wicket this early in the in the summer, and it'll only be a one-spinner wicket. But both sides will be preparing for two. Yeah, do you think the Australians will take in a couple of spinners, or, or what do you have the line-up as for Australia? Do you have Warner still opening? Yeah, look, I I, I do. I've, it's been remarkably quiet around that opening spot. I thought there'd be a lot more chat. It was red hot around the India series and, to, and at the end mm. as to what it might look like going into the Ashes and the Test Championship. It's gone very, very quiet. So I think Warner opens with Kawaja. I've got Marnus and, and Smith to come next with our man. Travis Head at five. Head at Jeez, five. He's just dominating in Test cricket over the last few years. Cameron Green at three, at uh, six, sorry. He's back in um, and fully fit, which is great to see. Bowling as well. Had a great IPL, so he'll yep. be full of confidence. Alex Carey, Cummins, Stark, Boland, Lyon. Now, I don't think Hazelwood's going to get up for the Test Championship. That so what's he one. done? He's had two tests in the last two years or something he's, ridiculous, He's struggling to get fit. Yeah, yeah he has. Um, and it's been a bit of a side niggle of late that's been uh, hampering him somewhat. Now, apparently he was bowling at a good clip in the nets the other day. But my understanding of the situation and just reading between the lines, I think they'll get him right for Lords for the first test of the Ashes. Yep. And they'll play Boland, I think, in this test championship. I mean, how well's he been going? So we're not losing too much there. Quick one. Both mm. fit. Raring to go. Yep. Who do you pick, Boland or Hazelwood? Do you really? Yeah, yep. I do. Yeah, yeah, even I, over there in English yeah, conditions? Because so, so he, he bowls average, a good length. So there's some good numbers around Josh Hazelwood in the last Ashes over there. He took 20 wickets at 21. Mm. So that's the, those numbers are hard to argue with. And even if they start him off and just decide, look, we want to make sure he plays the majority of the test matches, you bring Boland in. I mean, Michael Nessa, how well was he going yeah. over there in county cricket? You know, you, you could somehow find a way to get him in. But um, certainly I think Hazelwood's the number one go there. You said, you said it's been quiet on the um, opening front. Maybe we could get Candace Warner and Mitchell Johnson on to have a chat about it. <laughs> well, it'd be fiery. <laughs> it'd be fiery. I'll tell you what it'd be. It'd be Mike Tyson and Holyfield in the, in the square again. Holy hell. Oh, imagine man. That. Tommy Jonas to join us at quarter past 10. Here's the Foo Fighters. Brand new album out as well. And we're going to play the whole thing tomorrow night from 10 o'clock. Yes. So enjoy that. This is Times Like That. 10 minutes away from 10 o'clock. Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cal Ferguson. And Tom I, Triple M. Triple M, 104.7 on the dial. And we're also on Listener as well. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cal Ferguson, and Tom Triple M presents the real state of origin. Another couple of those, and I think the Maroons get home. Who is the croakiest bloke? First clearance. They got nine plus nine. On Triple M. Raspy Rusciuto doing some of his finest work. It's Throat of Origin. Uh, boys, heard this throughout the week, and it's been running for a little bit as well, Throat of Origin. Obviously, we had State of Origin on Wednesday night here in Adelaide, a roaring success. But, yeah, um, yeah one of our own's featured again, uh, Rocky. He gets, a, he gets a Guernsey into this every single time it gets played, <laughs> which is C. Ferguson. Yeah, me and Ferg. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's always a proud moment being selected for Throat of Origin at Triple M. <laughs> Did you hear it at all throughout the week? <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> This was Darren. I'm a bit excited. This was Darren Lockyer and Ben Hunt here talking after the game. Yeah, thanks, Jerry and Benny Hunt. Flew out of the blocks, mate, but you've had to rely on your scrambling defence the back end of that half. Yeah, mate, we got a really good start. Uh, there was a few penalties at the start there. Got us in some good field position, got some tries. But, no, there's a credit to our boys defensively there. No. Well, that is nothing to the one Saturday morning oh. last year when Cal Ferguson <laughs> rocked up to Deadset Legends. This was extraordinary. And one of the all-time motorcycle racing greats, Valentino Rossi, has been recognised with something a little bit different, Rusty. <laughs> and on that, Jay-Z, how's uh, the Jordan Degoe situation looking at the moment, mate? And uh, F1 in, is in Hungary this week, mate. Uh, Ferraris were fast on Friday uh, in practice, and Dan Ricciardo looks in better shape. <laughs> Thought I was going all right. <laughs> that's commitment. Yeah, that's right. Turn it up, doing your job. That's it. There's been plenty over the years that happened. Yeah, I couldn't when, agree uh, more. that been feeling 100%. Yeah. I was actually feeling great. Mm. Thought my throat was probably not Sounding quite its best. <laughs> but uh, I actually rang Tomo the night before. I'm not sure. I tried to get a hold of you, Rock, but I don't, I'm not sure what you were doing. Yeah, we'll find, sure maybe either. find out in a minute. But um, I rang Tomo and said, mate, I'm having a few issues. <laughs> And, uh, said, well, what's wrong? And pissed himself laughing because I couldn't speak. And I said, oh, mate, what do you reckon? Do you, 
give give tomorrow morning a miss. I don't want to ruin the show. And, and Tomo's like, nah, mate, get in there. Can't wait to have you. It's been, I missed you during the week. Can't wait to see you down there. We can't afford to miss you. Get in there. I'm like, gee whiz, he's excited. Why is he so excited? Like, I can barely get a word out here. I'm going to ruin the show. I worked out very quickly the next morning that he was just getting himself 12 months yes. worth of content. And one of the all-time motorcycle racing greats, Valentino. Well, where were you that day, Rock? You missed it's a good question. Well, yeah. I, tried, I rang him three or four times and couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah, that, um, oh, I'm not sure where I was, actually. You're not sure? No, I, I think I might have had... Oh, no, I wouldn't have had the weekend off. I no. want me front up. Mm. Oh, no, hang on. No, wasn't he... Was it Broken Hill that weekend? Oh, I doubt it. I don't think I was. You were that was the show. I didn't go to Broken that Hill. Was I've the, never been to Broken you Hill. Were, oh, you that were, was the show you were laid up on the couch for the entire show yes. doing it remotely. Yep. <laughs> Lucky we didn't have video. You, play, you, <laughs> you played that day... After being at the Broken Hill local for the majority That's of the right. night. And he th- he's a man of the people, our nah, man Tommy right. Rockland. And mean. he hopped straight up and did a little bit of karaoke. Community, man. <laughs> this bit, Fergus. <laughs> Just hitting those high notes. Is that Robbie or is that Rock? <laughs> He's performing at the Velo 500 oh, end of the year, our man Piggy Boy. I reckon he might have been performing at the Lockleys last night. If anyone was there last night, <laughs> send in the audio. tell the difference, to be honest. I thought that was Robbie Williams. <laughs> Tom Jonah's not too far away. Dribble him. 14 minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide 104.7. This is Adelaide's at Triple M, the dead set legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And he's been good enough to join us. He's the skipper of the Port Adelaide Football Club, unfortunately. Left out of today's clash versus the Hawthorne Hawks and uh, just shows the character of this man. I tell you what, he was a co-host last week of the Dead Set Legends oh, and he good. joins us right now. Tommy Jonas, hello, mate. G'day, boys. How are you? Ah, mate, we're going all right now. We're just going to address it straight off the top, mate. How are you feeling? Um, how are you going? You, you've been left out, suspended last week and uh, didn't get a Guernsey coming into the clash today. How are you, firstly? Well, firstly, boys, I had such a good time last night that I jumped in the car this morning and I was just on autopilot heading down to 70 Franklin. <laughs> and I had to do a hard right turn to go and kick the Jew off down to Alberton. So. Well done. Oh, God. It's been, a, um, uh, it's been a challenging 36 hours, but it wasn't something that was a complete surprise. But, um, you know, as, as skipper, I just want to support the boys and we're playing great footy and that's great to be a part of and go out on Sunday and have a bit of fun with the young fellas. And how did the conversation go with Kenny? Obviously, he normally tells you the team when I was back playing. It was on sort of the Tuesday, TJ, but it sounds like he only sort of found out Thursday. What was the conversation with Ken? Yeah, I got a call Wednesday and sort of got the heads up. And, I mean, this is a dialogue that's been going for a little while and just in terms of the um, dynamic of our, our back line and um, where I'm sort of fitting because, you know, I haven't been absolutely light in the world on fire. But, yeah, we, we sat down on Thursday and had a good chat about it and, and Kenny's been really supportive, as he always has, and really open. And, you know, he's happy to listen to my side of it and how I'm feeling. And, yeah, you know, I know he's there for, for me and all the boys. Uh, last week, TJ, you, you mentioned that you don't tend to listen to too much of the um, of the media stuff during the week, you know, interviews or, or even commentary around um, different teams. What's the messaging been to you and the team around, you know, how this looks and is it is simply uh, no one's spot is ever guaranteed and uh, if you find yourself out of the team, you've got to fight your way back regardless of who you are? Yeah, it's not even something we've really addressed. And, I mean, for this week in particular, I'm pretty fortunate that I haven't paid too much attention to what's out there. But, um, yeah, I think it's almost unspoken that, you know, the best 22 will play each week because, yeah, there certainly is no one safe. And when you're eight wins on the trot, there's going to be pressure for spots. And, uh, you know, it's a privileged position to be in. So the responsibility is on me now to keep leading the best I can and find some... Um, better form and stay ready for when my opportunity comes again. Well, we love the way you're going about it, TJ. Don't yep. worry about that. Um, sure. Do you do you know exactly what you have to do to get straight back in, TJ? Is uh, Has Ken been pretty clear with that? Yeah, I think it's just being a little bit more consistent in my, my contest and um, probably showing that sharpness in my feet a bit as well because, yeah, obviously... At the at AFL level, you get a mixture of matchups, especially when you're sort of my size. So um, still being able to do the job on a, a medium or a small and, you know, also just 
um, get the job done on the big blokes. Yep. So it's consistency of contest. It sounds a little bit like it's a, a balance of that back six as well, TJ. It's sort of why you've been left out this week to, to try and find that right balance. Would that be fair? Yeah, it is. And I think um, when you look at the great work that Dill and Miles and um, even, you know, Birdo have been doing down there off the probably the, the third tool or the four small, it's, it's not always a player that can be super damaging. And so it's an opportunity to provide some more support for your team. And they're getting some great inset looks and really um, doing a good job in that role at the moment. Right, well said, mate. Now, uh, TJ, we absolutely loved having you here at 70 on straight last absolutely. week. And uh, got a career down pat, I reckon. Don't worry about Polished that. Polished performer, I'd he say. Abs- what a bit of class. Yeah, I didn't. He was superb. You enjoyed your time? Uh, I absolutely loved it. And you know what, boys? I, I was sort of reflecting on last week and, you know, obviously in preparation, I listened to the show the week before. And I just want to go on record and say, Rock, you've been a huge supporter all the way through. First, a flick of me message after I got dropped. But... <laughs> There was a little bit of audio that, you know, really caught my ear. So I, I don't know if you've got it ready to go. Oh, don't worry about that, TJ. Good to go here. You're Some, throwing a grab. Somehow, I've actually got this ready. Let's have a listen. Darcy Byrne-Jones has gone as a forward. We don't often talk about Darcy's class. We know that he uh, he lacks a little bit with the footy, to put it in a nice way. Darcy, I'm sure he's out there listening. He's not the, the cleanest, uh, silkiest player. Wow. Now, now, you know, obviously he's important work for us, but I did a bit of digging and... You know, the great man's got the stats at the ready, so it wasn't too hard for me. He just sent them through in a message, and he's he said, I'm ranked second at poor of any player that kicks inside 50. I'm above average for disposal and above average for kick efficiency in the entire AFL. And not only that, but he also dropped in that. His first kick up forward this year was a left-foot snap goal in the wet. <laughs> He kicks floaters. This, <laughs> the best this is damning TJ. stuff, this, this is, TJ. Stand I love doing your this. research, Rob. I, 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 my eyes tell me enough. Darcy Van <laughs> Jones is a terrible kick. It's and the vibe of the thing. It's Marbo. <laughs> my, my eyes tell me enough. And I'll tell you what, TJ, you'll be looking for a new job in about six months' time. It's not radio after you know what, what I heard last week. You know what's funny, TJ? I actually ran into DBJ the other day at yeah. the Origin. And uh, what Rocky just described of his forward line play was remarkably similar to how he described Rocky opening the batting for the Grange Dolphins. <laughs> yes. Oh, we, we don't we don't have a long long enough to touch on that. That was calling stuff. Oh, I God. mean, especially Chris Davies at the other end. Small <laughs> <laughs> fest that was. Oh wow, TJ, thanks so much for joining us, mate, and giving up a lot of your time. Like I said off the top, it shows the type of person you are to jump on board and uh, face the music. All the very best for tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, it's a pleasure, boys. Give Dits a cuddle for me, Rock. I'll tell you who ended up facing the music. Yeah. Our man, Rock. <laughs> 104.7 Adelaide's a triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. And I tell you what, and this is just a little peek behind the curtains to the yep. lovely Triple M family out mm. there. Idiot Tom Rockcliffe mm. has been living up in Brisbane for the last year and he's been broadcasting yep. up there. He flies down for the football today, right? Yep. I get in here, it's just usually me and you in studio and we have him down the line. Yes, that's right. I get it, I, I just go to the toilet quickly. Mm. I've got all my pieces of paper that I'm meant to roll with on radio have all been ripped up in half. This is extraordinary And scenes. dropped in the dunny toilet. And extraordinary Bins. scenes. He's just gone and ripped everything up in half. Rocky, I do not miss you at all. Well, I mean, why? Why are you doing that? It wasn't me. Oh! Schoolyard bully I've type activity. I've been over here though. the whole time. I haven't left my seat. Trying to run. Do I look like I exercise? <laughs> do you think, I, do you think no, I have the energy no. to walk over that side of the desk? We weren't going to say too much. But... I've been like in I've a very no, good paddock. I've got no, no, I've got no rundowns. I've got no credit sheets that I'm meant to get yeah, out here, for let our me, fan, Let me fanta- help you out here, for our Tomo. fantastic here sponsors. But I'll tell you what, it is good to have GiftWorks on board. We oh, love what they're bringing st- to the table. Do not start on GiftWorks, seriously, Rock. Have you been in there yet? No, because it is worth getting in there. Now, we've got a $50 voucher for oh, someone yeah, today at some course, point. Yeah. No we'll, doubt. We'll I mean, give that away just Their generosity just never ends. No, it doesn't. And uh, I, you do not need credit sheets in front of you to read out to talk about gift works. Absolutely superb. Down at our Colonnade Shopping Centre and That's Elizabeth it. as well. That's right. Don't worry about that. We'll do that just before 11 o'clock. Now, time to straighten up a little bit and see if both our teams today can get it done, the Adelaide mm. Football Club and the Port Adelaide Football footy. Club as well. Rocky, this is why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> what do you got for us, yeah, right? They, they do pay me the big bucks, that's for sure. But 
We've got Port Adelaide taking on Hawthorne at Adelaide Oval today. You'd expect Port Adelaide, the way they've been playing, they should get this done. Hawthorne have been uh, much improved the last couple of weeks. They beat St Kilda last week. But with no Sisley, uh, I think... Who? It, or did they play... Who did they beat last week? Uh, Hawthorne beat St Kilda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I said, didn't I? No. Yeah, I think you said James Sisley. What? Sisley. Just keep going, mate. <laughs> What is going just on? Keep here, going. Rock? Have I, done I don't it? know, mate. Oh, just keep rolling. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's not playing today. The Hawthorne skipper. It's a big out. So, yeah, that one. Massive, massive yeah. out for Hawthorne. I think Port Adelaide should be out. The way they've been moving the footy of late yeah. um, has been sensational, and they get it, their front half games back. So they get the footy inside fifty, lock it in there, and it doesn't come out unless they kick a goal. Of recent times, Toddy Marshall backing in the lineup as well, so that helps Port Adelaide's forward structure a little bit. And um, the silky Darcy Byrne-Jones in that forward half yeah, as silk. well. So yeah, just <laughs> yeah, polish. But I think it just comes down to the midfield again for Port Adelaide. The way they're playing at the moment, Zach Butters is in career best. He's probably yeah. the most informed player yeah. in the competition at the moment over the last sort of five or six weeks. So he uh, he's dominating through the midfield, Rosie. No, no, Boke again. He's still still out with ribs, but they've got a really good balance in there. Horn Francis Wines finding finding plenty of the footy. Porter in a position now. They've earned the right to to just give those guys like Boke a little bit of extra time to get themselves right, or anyone that has. I've actually got a pretty you know, <coughs> clear bill of health at the moment. Yep. But I, I think that they've got themselves in a position where they don't need to rush people back. However, I, I look at this this Hawks side, and I just wonder whether it's just the wrong time to get them. They've got a lot of confidence up over the last couple of weeks and they're up for a bit more of a challenge than they might have been a month ago. Yeah, they certainly have. They're, but you think about even they should have probably beat the Crows and then they've, mm. they've played really good footy over the last month. So they've been able to win those games, got hold of West Coast and, and then they were disappointing against Melbourne. But besides that, like the second half against Melbourne, they were pretty good. So mm. they're, they're certainly turned a corner um, from where they were at the start of the year and, and playing much, much mm. better now. And then we turn our attention to tonight up at um, T.O. Stadium up there in Darwin. Um, Gold Coast Suns take on Adelaide Crows. Yep. That's, a, that's a challenge up there. The Gold Coast are playing much better footy than what they started the mm. season. Um, yep. They played really well against the Western Bulldogs last week up there. They've spent the week up there. So they know the conditions. But the Crows, they were sensational last week as well. Weren't they? Getting hold of Brisbane uh, at home. But... The concerning thing for the Adelaide Crows is that they're not winning away from home. Yeah, the, con- the conditions up there as well. You played up there, Rock. How different is it for you know, and you know, compared to down here in at Adelaide Oval? Yeah, it's certainly sweatier because yeah. it's, it's wet. That um, would have been a particular challenge it, for you. Well, too. <laughs> I think I walked away with the three Brownlow votes, so the, the oh. class really <laughs> yeah. rises up there. So cream of the crop. It's it's almost a, a wet wet weather, and that's generally what happens. Is the better players that's where the, the clean players really yeah. find um, and stand out in those games. So. Mm. They'll, they'll certainly have a challenge, but the, yeah, for the Crows, they just got to win this game and, and get some momentum away from home because they've only won the one game away from Adelaide Oval this year, and that was against Hawthorne down in Tasmania where they just fell in. Mm. So it's a it's a challenge for them to go up there. Gold Coast playing much better footy; they'll, they'll be full of confidence, being there the week. So it's almost a home ground type setup for them. So um, they've been sensational though. The, the Adelaide Crows through the midfield, Laird getting his hands on it, but their forward half is where mm. they did that. Potent, isn't it? Yeah. Rankin, Rochelle, Tex, that like all their, that just functions really well. Mm, for sure. So both our teams can get it done today and so, so they do. The Port Adelaide Football Club take on Western Bulldogs in a 50-50 next week mm. and then have their bye. Um, and then the uh, Adelaide Crows have West Coast and then roll into to the bye as well. So interesting times ahead. And you can catch it all here on Triple M or the Lister right. app as well, Rock. Yeah, certainly can. All the action live on Triple M today. That's a boy. Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the dead set legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cal Ferguson, and Tomo. We're going to replay the chat that we did with Tommy Ajonas. We did that just out of 10 o'clock this morning. We'll do, we'll replay it because he was, um, yeah, he faced the music nicely. He's a very, very good character, Tommy Jonas. Oh, sharp operator. Got in front of the mic again. Came on and uh, I thought he put it really well. You yep. know, he'd been given the messaging. No one's guaranteed a spot. He's disappointed, but he gets on with the job this weekend. And that's just class. Yep. He's, a, he's a leader. We love that. Now, our man Fergie's had a bit of an interesting week, I think it's fair to say, Rock. Yeah, he's he's gone to events all week. He had the yep. State of Origin. You enjoyed that one. That was good. 48 night. hours of date day. It was yeah. great, really. Yep. I just ran myself in and amongst some 
you know, pretty fun stuff with the kids as well. It was just a great family week. <laughs> you brought, you're bringing the kids up at every opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were spending Absolutely. the day with the kids today then, if you had yep. other days. No, yesterday we had the full day with the kids, which was great. Um, <laughs> what are you doing today? Uh, so after this, I'll be heading down to Kuyonga Golf Club. Oh, no. It's okay. a Saturday medal round, right. monthly medal. And uh, then it'll be the rest of the weekend with Spencer one-on-one while Reese at the shack with Layla. What did you do last Sunday? Last Sunday, I had uh, penance with Kuyonga. Um, went down on the 18th, actually. That was a pretty sad story, that one. But uh, it was a hell of a competition. So, okay. and, uh, when, yeah. Wednesday, did you play golf too? Wednesday, yes. <laughs> Wednesday, golf. golf Wednesday. In the state of origin. <laughs> Into the movie. That's it. It was a hell of a day. Let me give you the hot tip. Well, I had a great 24 hours. <laughs> now, I just feel... Straighten that, up, you boy. I just feel that uh, with all this golf playing, you had to do some one-on-one time with your lovely wife, Ree. Is that fair yes, to say? that's right. Yes. Yep. That's it. Put in some yards. And, and she asked a question of it. you? Correct. She did. she did. What was the question? The question was, um, would you be willing to come to <laughs> The Little Mermaid with myself to gold class? Actually, it was my suggestion to go to the movies, but she said, we're going to see The Little Mermaid. I wasn't really given a choice then. You knew you were being recorded, clearly, as you'll hear. I actually didn't. You had no idea? I had no idea. Well, the secret recording we've got a hold of, this is uh, Re asking you your excitement levels about heading along to the movies. I was up and about. Uh, Look, pumped may not be the word I would choose, but... Excited to go to the movies, and I'm pumped that I'm going to be there. One of the great backpedals. Oh, <laughs> is what I heard right there, Fergus. She's always excited. <laughs> Couldn't wait to get there. Uh, I don't know what was louder. Was the the R or the indicator? Actually? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't normally take a lot of convincing to go to gold class, but I was really on the edge with this one. The uh, Little Mermaid we went to. Was it good? Uh, it actually was pretty good, to be honest. And it's it, it's it's always going to be pretty good when you're stuffing your face full of uh, mini burgers, yep. ice cream, and everything else. So I had a great time. The movie. I just. Is it really necessary to have all the singing and dancing? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Like, it does, How much of that stuff Bur- do you need? Burgers, ice cream. My body's a temple. I wouldn't put that no, in. No, you wouldn't, would you, Rob? <laughs> now we've heard it all. You'd now snort all of that. Set, it. <laughs> 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 one nostril. Right. Head so the trough. I think, I think it begs the question on 13353, what did your partner drag you along to? And mm. this, is, this goes both ways as well. Because Absolutely. Because there'd be blokes out there that would have dragged their other halves along to the oh, state of origin on Wednesday it. night. So we're going to open this. Right, have you got anything off the bat, Rock? You well, don't do much for your missus. Yeah. I do everything for her. Spoiled, rotten she is. But uh, yeah, I, it's not what I, we're I, here. I went along to Adele one night um, t- at the Gabba many moons ago. I think that she was, nice was pregnant with Jack. Beautiful. That was nice of you to take her along. Yeah, today. got her a box and everything. And, Did yeah. you? I didn't last the whole show. I fell asleep, but you fell asleep <laughs> at Adele. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Uh, it was hot. I was working. Out. I was working in the garden all day. <laughs> you were working? No, we know that's a lie. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, doesn't know what a shovel Breakfast, looks like out there. Breakfast Creek Hotel. I heard <laughs> one triple three five three. What did your partner drag you along to? We've got some great prizes to give away. All thanks to Giftworks, Fergus. Oh, let's not start on Giftworks again, Rock, because seriously, how generous can one business be? Yeah, quite incredible. Giftworks. $50 vouchers galore to give Colonnades. away to Giftworks. Yeah, down at Elizabeth Shopping Centre as well. You can go and get the latest. Mm. AFL, NRL gear. This is brilliant. One triple three five three. What did your partner drag you along to? Triple Eight minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide, the Dead Set Legends. Jay-Z Clark's going to join us very, very shortly. He's got the latest on the Hawthorne racism investigation, and no doubt he'll have something to say about the Carlton Football Club as well. But we're talking on 13353. What did your partner drag you along to? You've Mm. copped it this week, Fergus. Yep, took one on the chin this week, mind you. Ree might have had to uh, double down, Mm. coming back the other way to go to... uh, what are you smiling at? <laughs> State Just of origin where she you came along to. Yep. And uh, she dragged me along to the Little Mermaid this week. Yep. And, and here's how all, gold class. Here's how all that played down with a uh, secret recording. Are you pumped? Uh, look, pumped may not be the word I would choose. One triple three five three is the number <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get involved with the conversation as well. What? Did your partner drag you along to Biana's there from Clarence Gardens? Hello. Hello. What happened to you? 
Uh, I dragged my partner along uh, on the Sex and the City tour in New York. Oh, oh well. no thanks. No, <laughs> no. How did he go no. with that? Uh, well, he he wasn't too impressed, but he actually knew he wouldn't get out of it. And to, to his credit, he actually enjoyed it. Did he? Oh, no, yeah, he yeah, did right. not. There, there you go. go. He did not. There you go. Well, he's, he's fishing today, so he wouldn't have a clue I'm on the phone. So <laughs> I can take what I want. <laughs> really? Oh, God. Who we got yeah. there, Rock? Uh, Daniel at Mawson Lakes. What, uh, what did you get dragged along to? Uh, good day, lads. Uh, I once uh, had a partner of mine who uh, dragged me off to a classic car show that was actually at this old primary school, and she was interested in like doing up muscle cars and like doing like a his and hers kind of project. But we went there with the main intention of just looking around and not buying anything. Right. And long story short, we ended up dragging home this 1946 uh, Dodge pickup truck that was uh, fitted to a Holden one-ton chassis. And we ended up doing it up together. Oh, right. Oh, nice one, so, Dan. Because like, yeah, her main intent was, like, yeah, we'll just go for fun, but like you can't buy anything. And then I ended up talking to this guy called Colin and ended up buying this, yeah, this old 46 truck that he had that was running in registered. So we're like, yeah, I'll take oh, one. God, oh, God. Nice one, Dan. Seriously, Colin. Yeah, it, it was fitted with a friggin' ridiculous big block. They had like a 457 Hemi or something under Jeez, the hood. So yeah. It was, it was supercharged. Oh, yeah. With the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all over that. With the Hemis and the chassis and that, that's uh, me. You know your stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that, that is me to an episode. You know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Myrtle Bank, we got Rick. Rick, finish us off, mate. What did your, yeah. uh, what did your partner drag you along to? Yes, and no, no, I dragged her along to, uh, uh, firstly, it was a big day for her. Um, we dragged along to the rifle range at, oh. at Greenworth, where yeah, I, had to oh. st- st- I sighted in a rifle out there. Oh, yeah, and really? then we went down to Wingfield uh, to watch the stock cars. So oh, uh, really? what it was done. really, oh, yeah. really a big, big, uh, big man's day out, but <laughs> she's never forgotten it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still oh, with her, Rick? Oh, yes, yeah, oh, for yeah. 38 years, and uh, uh, she still loves me. She still loves me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Rock-solid relationship to survive that day. <laughs> Love that, Rick. That is superb. The old rifle range into the stock. That's my type of day. <laughs> that's it. Who gets the prize today from Giftworks? Tomo, $50 voucher. I'm going to uh, Biana from Clarence Gardens, yes, I reckon. Enjoy Sex that. $50 coming oh, your way to Giftworks. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. No worries. Anyone that wants to rat on the partner while they're fishing, we love that. <laughs> He's fishing. Jay-Z Clark to join us next. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And let's do this. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. AFL Newsbreaker, Jay Clark. He is all over it. He's everywhere, our man Jay-Z Clark. Hello to you, mate. Oh, hello, boys. i tell you what, the footy was a bit flat last night. Oh. It was the kind of game where you reach for the ice cream uh, sometime during the third quarter. <laughs> I must admit, I opened the freezer. It was so bloody boring. I mean, it was sort of a bit so dour. Uh, that I had to go for the cookies and cream. Oh, so, well yeah. done, Jay-Z. Beautiful. Yeah, I think Rock had about four tubs as well. So. <laughs> that, was, now, that was on track. Generous. <laughs> Jay-Z, let's uh, straighten up a little bit here, mate. Yep. It's come out uh, in the past 24 hours again. The names have been named with the Hawthorne racism investigation. What's the latest? Yeah, well, I mean, this is arguably the biggest story of our lifetime in footy, and certainly it took one of the, you know, the biggest twists last night when... Uh, three Hawthorne players, including the great Cyril Rioli, the four-time Premiership hero, one of the most beloved uh, players, to come through the Hawthorne Football Club, puts his name to that statement, which mm. was explosive. Um, it was really difficult to read. It was heartbreaking. You know, in this statement, just a small small snippet, it says that we were separated from our families and we were told an unborn child would ruin our futures. Now, these are these are huge allegations. Of course, we need to hear from Alistair Clarkson, Jason Burton, uh, Jason Burton, Chris Fagan on this. But it's headed to the Human Rights Commission. It's going to take years to play out. The Indigenous players and their families want to be heard. They want their truth to be told. And certainly, um, both sides of, of this issue need to be um, need to be heard as well. But um, it was incredibly difficult to read, Rocky. I mean, obviously, you've seen this and very much from afar, but when you hear those sorts of words come from the great player that was Cyril Rioli, he's one of the most gentle and beautiful people you'd ever want to meet in football. It's really difficult reading, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a a tough read for sure, and hopefully uh, we can get a conclusion at some point to put everyone and everyone can be at peace. With that, eventually, it's a long way down the track, though. And uh, let's shift our attention to the footy now, Jay-Z. Last night, the Blues and, and the Ds, bit of action there. Someone might uh, face a suspension. 
Yeah, James Harmson won his bump on Matthew Cottrell. is going to get a one-match ban, so he won't play Collingwood. You would expect in the King's Birthday Clash, of course. It reunites Brody Grundy against his old mm. uh, teammates. So get ready for a week of discussion about that massive trade and the move. You broke the news. Yes. Rocky, I reckon, right. yelling about it. Best it was in the business. time last year. <laughs> yes, that's right. You dominated, so that's got to uh, come back up. But a concession from Michael Voss. He sort of avoided these words over the past few months, but last night he said the Blues aren't good enough for finals. The way they're playing, they're playing too safe. They need to take more risks. So what's the disconnect there? Why aren't the players playing the way his coach wants them to play? That'll be the big discussion point over the next five days or so. Now, Jay-Z, just quickly, this one hurts me a bit as a a Dons man, but uh, Mason Redmond and the move back to Adelaide, I just want to get a quick snapshot of how that looks at the moment. A temperature check. Essendon people still very confident that he will stay. They okay. seem as a, a key leader. The thing is, the Bombers have two million dollars in salary cap, so it won't be a monetary issue. Like they're going to throw, they could throw the kitchen sink at him if they wanted to. It's just whether he wants to go home and be with his mm. family, etc. He lives across the road from my kid's primary school. He runs at the Oval near <laughs> me. Seems a, a happy fella, but maybe if the pull of home can can lure him across the border. Um, that would be interesting. But if he stays at Essendon, it will be on a long, lucrative deal. He mm. looks like one of the best halfbacks in the competition. What a coup for Adelaide, though, if they can get him. Fireworks forward. He's the line breaker down back. It would be a nice cherry on top of that tree. Jay-Z, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Enjoy the Sunday road tomorrow. Good on you, boys. Thank, Thank you, mate. mate. Cheers. Been another bumper edition oh. of Adelaide's Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. We're wrapping up in the next 20 minutes. Got to get to the boys in Melbourne. The That's rub. It. It's all happening here. <laughs> here. Are they here? Yeah, they're at the ground. Is Damo here Noble. too? Nah. No, no Damo. Damo and Bill over there. But yeah, right. We heard about Ferg's week a little bit earlier in the show. We did. State of origin and uh, golfing and all this. And we've had someone call in to, to say they ran into him on Wednesday night. One triple three five three is the number. We'll take any calls at this uh, moment. Hello, who's that? Oh, boys, it's Biggles. Oh, couldn't get through. Biggles. Couldn't get through on the voicemail, and uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but Ferg on Wednesday night, we need a head wobble check on that fella at the moment Ooh. because obviously the state of origin went off. The atmosphere was incredible. <laughs> and then after the game, I'm in the MTX club, just cruised over there to get a couple of sherbets in with the boys. I'm standing around with about four or five lads, mm-hmm. and I had a chat to you and Giles there, and then he moved on down the corner. You and Giles is the producer, the head of footy and head of cricket, head of uh, rugby and everything for Triple M. Right. Anyway, Ferg walks in the room and the, and the three lads I'm standing with are all past crows. One of them and another mate of ours was a Kiwi. And the Kiwi goes, that's that cricketer. And I turn around and I've gone, Ferg. Oh, Ferg. Ferg has brushed past me, hip oh, and no. shouldered me and gone straight to the ball. <laughs> oh, triple M footy. Are you kidding? So <laughs> embarrassing. It was that embarrassing that even his missus turned to look at me to say hello, and Ferg gave me fresh air. <laughs> Are you getting a little bit ahead of yourself here, Ferg? Oh, this, this is the first I'm hearing or knowing of it. Oh. I apologise profusely, Biggles. I didn't realise. I'm sorry. So you didn't see him? Didn't see I him. Love the bit, I love the bit where He's hard to miss, that. too. He's six foot nine, <laughs> eight. He saw me. There was eye contact, lads. Oh, no way. Wow. <laughs> the head wobble on Ferguson. Now, now to the boss. Biggest. I feel the horrible, Biggles. I feel really bad. Believe. This is quite interesting because I reckon he might be trying to make up to something for you and Giles because we found out last summer as well, Rock, that he, he organised a winery tour <laughs> yes. and four people rocked up and Ferg wasn't one of them, Biggest. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So you brushed oh, the great man. Jeez, I, I feel horrible. I love catching up with Biggles. I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. I feel really, really bad. Uh, you've been a, a, a good support for me over the journey. Yeah, and yeah, I, no, I, great, I really mate. feel awesome. shocking. Sorry, mate. Wow. Apologies. Wow, wow, went down wow. To Bunnings and, uh, went down to Bunnings and picked up a can of confidence the next day. <laughs> ah, there he is. There he is. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on board the Dead Set Legends, Biggest. See you, boys. Yeah, Biggles. Jeez, that's interesting. I had no mm. idea that would have uh, that was in the in your repertoire. Wouldn't, there, it wouldn't surprise me if he's just made it up. Head wobble on Do you reckon it was Bluey? It I would have stopped and had a chat. I wouldn't have stopped for Bluey. I'd... <laughs>